We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Talk Buffalo podcast. It is Wednesday. This is the fifth and final of a series of Buffalo Bills seven-round mock drafts. And just like the first four, I got my buddy with me, recurring guest, a good friend of mine, Aaron Quinn from Cover One. Who, by the way, what is it now? Uh, about a week or so, or maybe a little bit less in counting before you uh, and your boys, Greg and, and Eric, are out going to Vegas to cover the draft. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Yeah, man, you got to keep that uh, intro music going a little longer when you bring me in because that's... I think bopping, man. You do. You get into it. Man. I like it. It's got a, a 90s like R&B feel. For yeah. Me. I, I dig it. So. I usually, you know, the first couple of years I had this show, I would be changing it like every couple of weeks. I'd get sick of something and change it up. But I've had right. that one going for a while. Plus it's legal. So I don't have to worry about getting sued for. Uh, Perfect. For using it, man. What are you boys going out to Vegas exactly? Yeah. So we're going out strictly just for the draft. So we're getting in Thursday morning, mm-hmm. Vegas time, uh, afternoon, right around before lunch. We're all getting in and then really gathering our stuff, getting in our hotel and then scoping it out because the draft starts that night. And then we're there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday, we're heading back. So it's a full, quick weekend in and out. Everyone keeps talking to me. My brother was thinking about going. Uh, since I was going to be out there anyway. And friends are like, oh man, are you going to do all this fun stuff in Vegas? And it's looking like we're, it's going to be work for us really full time. Once we get there, we were talking to Joe Marino last week, we had him on and we were talking. He's like, yeah, you guys got to show. Yeah. And he, he was saying, you know, you really got to go ahead of time to really enjoy the full experience. Cause if you get there, whatever on Sunday, the week before, then you get a few days settled in, make some content, but get to enjoy Vegas and being out there where we're going to be there just for the draft. It's going to be pretty much straight out work and then back on a flight back to Buffalo. Well, there's worse places that you could be to, to go Dude, do some work, especially, especially with this weather, man. What Jesus. the hell? This you is know, terrible. I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that I was going to go out and celebrate Vegas Day, which I've I've never done. I know I've never done it either. It's a very popular thing. Obviously, if, yeah. if you live in Buffalo anyway, Dingus Day is very popular, which is weird mm-hmm. because down in Florida, most people have never even literally have never even heard of it. I never Day. heard of it until I moved to Buffalo. Yeah. See, that, yeah. that's not uncommon either. It's yeah. huge in Buffalo, but kind of non existent. I think it's big else. in Chicago, like other big Polish cities, a few places, like in Milwaukee, sure. stuff like that. Right. But I was at least over the weekend, I was kind of flirting with the idea of doing something, at least meeting a couple people out and having a bear or two and just kind of experiencing it for a couple hours. But no, man, this weather is just a huge turnoff. Today was even worse. 
you know, I, and I know I'm that guy, and I've been complaining since basically December. So I know. It's Honestly, actually, you started complaining like halloween <laughs> i remember being on this yeah yeah i'm not gonna run away from that either i did yeah. but am i right now i mean when it gets to be the goddamn third week of this april and it's yeah. still in the thir- in much. the mid 30s with wet snow and uh I, what was it easter or the day after it was easter morning i woke up and there was snow on the grass yeah. i mean it melted away that same day but still, yeah no it's too much ugh. too much too much cold winter shouldn't still be existing i'm walking my i walk my kids to school every day dude and we're still putting on hats, gloves, full coats. Like sure. that's that stuff needs to end. Any points away. I've been I've resorted myself to to, to staying in, mainly staying in and watching. Up. By the way, I think I told you I've been doing the MCU binge right now. Yeah, all, right. All twenty seven movies chronologically. I saw you went through the Guardians. You got to Guardians. Uh, I am through. Yep, both of them. I'm at, at fifteen. Fifteen right. or twenty seven. So I'm more than halfway through already. And uh, I got one or two favorites that kind. Of, You've watched MCU movies, obviously. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. we talked about that. They've been there's none that I've hate. Well, the Incredible Hulk and Ant Man, I thought were pretty stupid. Um, really? Yeah. And I, I love Thor's my favorite character, but I didn't like the Dark World. So those are the three that I really did not like so far. And again, I'm watching these chronologically, so they're not necessarily in order that they were released. But so far for me, um, there's three that really have stood out. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, that was like <laughs> okay. that's that's my third favorite one. I really liked it a lot. But for one, between one and two, it's like neck and neck. And I actually watched um, one of them last night. I was kind of almost stressed because I couldn't, every five minutes I'm changing my mind. Like, cause you know me, I power rank literally freaking everything. Um, the Avengers, the age of Ultron and, and Captain America, the winter soldier. Those are the two so far that are neck and neck for me. I, I really like them both a lot, man. I can't yeah. believe I, in a way, I'm glad I missed out on it before because now I am getting to experience it. Now, again, I've watched some of these before. There's some was... argument, right, of mm-hmm. watching it in the chronological or in the order of release. I remember when it came, some somebody tagged me in one of these threads and I said, do what you want. But there's a lot of like, no, you have to watch it in order of release to understand, to get all the Easter eggs and understand hmm. yeah. what Marvel's doing and stuff like that. So there's quite an argument as to when, how to watch it. I watched it in the same way you did. Yeah, I'm doing it chronologically. I get it to an extent. Like Captain Marvel was the second movie I watched, and that was in release right. of 2019. And next up on the list, which who knows by the time this drops on Wednesday, I might have watched it by now. Um, Black Widow, which I that didn't come out to 2021. That's not. It's okay. It's yeah. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I Similar to like the Ant Man's and stuff like that. Like it's the, all right. The, the they're, inter- they're all entertaining, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, man. There there hasn't been one movie yet where I'm like, God damn, that was a waste of two hours of my life. Right. None of them have been that bad. They've all brought right. something to the table, but. Now that I'm paying attention, because again, I watched some of these loosely, sure. half paid attention. I didn't look for any, I didn't dig deep, you know, I just, all right, just shit's over my head and I just mm-hmm. cared about the action scenes. Now I'm paying attention to every little detail and it's so much more fun to watch. And again, the upside of not watching them all these years is that now I'm enjoying them or somebody who got to for the first time. So that part's been uh, pretty cool. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. By the time, by the time you guys get back from Vegas... And next time we talk, which will probably be a couple of weeks from now or whatever, I'll definitely be done with this. And then maybe we'll have a little more uh, MCU detailed discussion. Let, let's talk about... My, Go ahead. Since you saw Guardians, though, and I know you're a WWE fan, I think Drax, best character in MCU. I really liked him by the, the second one. So oh, I watched both the of them The humor together. that he brings to that is... <laughs> like the timing and like the... Just hitting the same jokes. It's, it's yeah. incredible. I, I the dryness. Really, 
I didn't care about him so much early on, like early in the first sure. one, but by the yeah. second one, yeah, I was all about Drax. In fact, I wrote that in my like uh I write these little capsules for dissertations, each one. yeah. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. I really he, he grew on me quickly. And Such I, a good I, character. I knew yeah. he was going to. I mean, I'm a Batista fan from WWE. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, this is gonna be the last mock draft that Aaron and I do. I might maybe on draft day next week, I might sneak in a little quick uh solo, take a stab myself. A mock draft pod but anyway this is the last one that aaron and i are certainly doing this has been a fun exercise i feel like there's been some constants with us um some names that might be tonight too could be and some names we haven't taken let's kind of as i look through the, our first picks and i go through yeah. our first picks so we've done four of these we took chris alevi twice um devin lloyd and jordan davis i i'm going to be honest with you we got a picture of, of chris alevi up there but i'm going to be honest with you aaron i don't think any of these guys i would be surprised yeah and we're a week away from the draft now so again olebe lloyd and and davis i don't think any of these people are going to be there at 25 yeah. i truly don't what do you what do yeah. you think it's so this is tough for me i was just having this conversation today with my brother who's a bears fan he covers the bears and so they're not until round two and so we were talking about this sort of end of the first round discussion and almost every single time i've done a mock draft though pat i get that same response no way that guy's at 25 and my thing is like i don't disagree with you i don't think chris olave will be at 25 i don't think devin lloyd will be at 25 i don't think davis will be at 25 i like most of these guys i don't see it i think they're all top 25 players but one of them's gonna be right like we're gonna have teams that take a qb earlier than should be you're gonna have a run on some position sure. at some point guys we think our reaches all these guys that we're guys. saying can't, there's no way they're gonna make it to 25 like somebody's going to out of that group of names that we've been mocking here for the last three months so somebody's gonna be there we don't know who it's gonna be uh but th- this is the draft like something always happens that we don't expect so i agree with you the odds are probably not in the favor of the simulations that we've done of who's going to be around. But I'll tell you right now, when we're going to run another one tonight, some of those names might not be there, but there's going to be other names sitting there that tonight we're going to be like, oh, there's no way this guy's going to be here, but somebody's going to end up sitting at 25 that you didn't expect. I agree 100%. Um, I would say too, I, I feel like even if Jordan Davis was there, I'm not sure the Bills would take a defensive tackle with the first pick. Um, yeah, unless, they, unless they really, really like that value. As the, the player, I just, man, it's just, there's no need for that. But I'm, well, you can always improve in position. So I, I shouldn't say there's no need for it, but I don't see, I still remain steadfast in that Devin Lloyd is the, the player to me that really stands out as uh, the most interesting. I don't think he's going to be there, but it'll just be really telling if he is what, what happens with Tremaine Edmonds, the, the sure. writing might be on the wall. I'm at that point. But anyway, so we've kind of mixed that up a little bit. One constant we've had in all four of our mocks. The one guy that's we've taken every mm-hmm. single time mm-hmm. is Cam Taylor Britt, the corner from Nebraska. Yeah. Um, we've snagged him in round three of all of our mocks. Now, I did. You mentioned having Joe Marino was on the podcast with you and Greg last week for cover one. I watched that show, but it was fun. Thank it you. was good. Um, it doesn't sound to me like any of you guys, and especially Joe is convinced that Cam Taylor Britt is going to be there in the third round. Now that we're yeah. r- roughly a week away, a week and a day or whatever from this draft, what, what do you think the chances are that the Bills could stand pat at, at round three? What only 
without moving up into round three and going to get this guy. Yeah. So I'm going to tell on myself a little bit here because my first early on, I've been on Cam Taylor Britt since the start. Russ Brown, who's our top draft guy, he has the cover one draft podcast. It was part of his first one of his first releases of talking about the cornerback position this year. And he mentioned Cam Taylor Britt. So that's the guy jumped into first and really fell for this guy. And even at that time when people were saying like, oh, you can just get him in the third. And I kept like correct him and just saying like, you mean second, right? And But then the narrative, because I think this was something I asked Joe this weekend, like uh, that power of the draft network and where they have guys slotted. And it creates this narrative on Twitter of where people believe guys should be in the draft when in reality, they're going to have bad grades on some of these guys. Like Joe will be the first one to admit it, that they're going to miss on a large percentage of where they have guys stacked. They're going to be more right than schmucks like me sure. are on these guys, but they're going to miss too. So and I think they're seeing that now. I want to even uh, say maybe the cover one Buffalo gave Cam Taylor a Brit this uh, Cam Taylor Brit a little bit of a bump this week, because now if you're running mock simulators tonight, I don't think he's going to be there in that third round, but I've been saying the whole time. I think yeah, I thought he was a second round pick but you saw this sort of Twitter narrative hanging on because he was always there for everybody's mocks for the bills in the third round. But I think this week you're seeing him kind of creeping up their board. Even and I think the NFL is going to be higher on him. I think he's worthy of a second round pick and you're going to see two runs. I think you're going to see a run either late in that first early in the second on that first batch of quarterbacks, your Woolen, your, uh, you know, McDuffie's, all these guys that are kind of hanging out in that late first. And then you're going to see that other yeah. run late in the second, which is, I think, where Cam Taylor Britt will be. You know, so we're not going to do trades, but I will track if you're right. And I kind of hope you are, because that'll kind of complete this exercise. We've taken Cam Taylor Britt in the third round. Kind of hope yeah. he's not there, because maybe this will give us a little bit of an idea and if, hey, maybe we, really maybe we reach like, in the second if we really like that. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazier things have happened. But even yeah. if not, we'll have to know, like, or this will kind of tell us in the third round where we might have to move up if we want to try to make sure um, that we get this guy. I agree. I think there's going to be guys that many experts out there, are, uh, you know, they might consider them reaches that I think are in play for the Bills at 25, especially if they stay true to what their biggest need is. And maybe it's at least possible Russo over... seemed like a reach yeah. when it happened, right? Sure. You know, by most accounts. So I, sure. the Bills board is not, we've already know that it's proven not to be accurate with everyone else's. Maybe we've overanalyzed things, not just you and I, but everybody yeah, who does oh, this draft over the so last month or two. Yeah. You know, we're sitting there talking about Tremaine Edmonds. Is he going to be here or not? Because you got a yeah. Devin Lloyd. Um, What's going on with Jordan Boyer? Are they going to take a safety in the first two or three rounds? What does that tell you? This and that Singletary being replaced by a running back, maybe in a late first round, it's things like that, where maybe just maybe we have been overthinking this the whole time. Corners, a glaring need. They got a guy with a bad ACL and uh, Dane Jackson, who's not really that proven. It makes sense from a need standpoint to go get a corner, a guy that maybe some people are going to think is a reach, a McCreary or an Elam or a Tariq, even a Tariq uh, Woolen or a Kyler right. Gordon in, in late in the first yeah. round. I'm not yeah. even talking about second run. I'm talking about like late in the first. Right. Um, that could happen. Let me ask you this before we uh get rolling with this final draft. Give me a guy, and and this might be because again, you do shows with me, and then you have your own show with Greg, and you guys talk about different things. So you might get you know your your signals mixed a little bit, but sure. through the first four that we've done, a guy that you really haven't either been too high on or that you really haven't even thought much about, like who is one or two. Mm. 
potential sleeper guys that maybe we haven't pulled the trigger on yet that have kind of consistently been available that maybe uh, people, including ourselves, uh, have been sleeping on as a potential pick for at 25. I have one. I want to know if you have one off the bat. I think mine would be Jahan Dotson, maybe. I think mm-hmm. he's a guy that I'm lower on with uh, Traylon Burks. I think like early in this draft process, I was just hearing from everyone about Traylon Burks. You heard a Debo uh, comp come out towards the end of the season and end of the Bills season on Traylon Burks. And you heard that Debo comp and everyone ran with it. Like this could be our Debo and everyone's looking for that in the NFL. And I don't know that I see, I understand where that comp comes from, but I don't know that he's that guy. And, but he was really high up and I never got on that. And then John Dotson was another guy that I saw really smart people that I like talk kind about him, but he never, he seemed more like Burks, like a, mid to late second round guy. I didn't really see him as a guy at 25, but I've seen some really smart people like this player. And so, and I've seen some nice highlights and in, in the, the facts that they're representing about this player and some of the highlights that they're showing look nice. So maybe I'm way off on him. He might be a guy that I'm off on that. He belongs in that same conversation with Olave uh, where he's been available to us. I still think that short of them taking a corner in the first round, I don't think they're going to be drafting a guy at 25. Short of a corner, I think who's going to come in and be a week one starter. So I want to put that out there, regardless of the position. The guy that I've had in mind, at least in our mock drafts, that has consistently been there at pick 25. And this is another guy that you're not personally all too high on is um, the guard, Kenyon Green. Yeah, I, I think um, from you know I've come I, around on him a lot. That's another one I've come around on quite a bit. I I I just I I look at this team. I've read up on him. He's an athletic guy, and he's the guy that you can get in the late first round. Yeah, for five years now. Again, not a premium position. I know that, but more premium got, than it, it, it. That's a position that should be considered more premium than it is. Yeah, true. Well, you got Bates, and, and then you bring in Saffold, but who's thirty three years old and very likely only here for one year. Yeah. You know, you got a guy like Spencer, like Spencer Brown last year, or Rizzo was, I thought was going to be where you kind of groom him for a year and then they kind of take over that spot. Now that's a chance. Accelerated. I don't I'm, think Zion Johnson will be there, but I saw him in a mock here this week that I did. And Kenyon Green here, I think there's a chance that I, I've tweeted out mocks where I got Green or I got Zion Johnson. People's first comment were, I don't want to guard because that's not going to be a position that starts in 2022. And I was like, really? Are, are you sure? That is not though, because I don't know that Green couldn't beat out Ryan Bates. I don't know that. Good. Happen. And so I think we're saying we saw that sample size that he displayed and are excited about Bates. And I think that he's back and that's exciting. But there's no guarantee that he's beating a first round rookie. Maybe he will, but I, I don't know that it's a lock. I think people are maybe overestimating who Ryan Bates is a little bit. Could be. Could be. I I think guard is definitely in play. I, I think it's in play as early potentially. Depending on how things fall. Now, if a Chris Olave is there in the first round and you go take a guard, then I might, you know, there might be some criticism coming up uh, Brandon Bean's way on a uh, Friday morning if that were to happen. But depending on how the board sees, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it falls in just a couple minutes here. I definitely think a guard could be played early as uh the first round. And then I got one more thing too. And the, the one thing about, and by the way, we we've credited the draft network this entire time for everyone listening or watching on YouTube right now. We use the draft network model every week. And for the most part, it, it's been awesome. 
I mean, it's not without flaws. Everything has a flaw. For sure. But I, I'll say this much. It, it's been really good. But the one thing I have not liked about the projections, because I just can't believe it. I mean, we just spent some time talking about the first round, some picks being unrealistic. Rather consistently, Brees Hall has been available in the second round when the Bills are yeah. on the clock. That's not going to happen. There's, I, Well, I'm, I'm confident that's not going to happen. Never say never. I just, I don't see it. Almost everyone I'm reading at this point says he's going to be the first running back off the board. He might be the only running back taken in the first round. But even if not, I think he'll go early second round. I just don't see it happening. And I bring that up because I go back to what Brandon Bean did this offseason when I'm trying to think about what might happen in this draft. And I know they went out and they signed um, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Yeah. But they wanted J.D. McKissick for a very specific reason. Right. And they were ready to give him $4.5 million a year. It was like a two-year, $9 million deal that they ended up that Washington match. I believe it was $9 million over two years, I think. It was not chump change. Put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. It wasn't a small project. Yeah. yeah. They wanted him and for a reason. And I continue to think, and, and a guy that we haven't really spent too much time talking about, although we have a little bit um, of late, and this could be even early as in the second round, is the running back from um, James Cook from Georgia, who I've read up on. I've listened to Joe Marino talk about him too. And this guy is a uh, hell of a receiver coming out of the backfield. He's mm -hmm. kind of a Jaden McKissick type. I could see even as early in the second round. So, because again, I don't think Hall's going to be there in round two. So I want to put that out there. But I could see, or if you want to talk about a reach, a potential reach, I could see a guy like Cook going to the Bills as early as the second round. Now, another guy who's good out of the I backfield. Like White I was spot. just going to mention him. He's the other guy, maybe not in round two, but definitely round three, if not round two. But I think running back is going to get addressed in a specific way, a kind of role that they wanted JD McKissick to come in. And the yeah. two guys I had in mind was Cook and your guy, Rashard White. Yeah, and I would not rule out Hall at 25. I, that'll make right? Twitter sure. upset, but I'm not going to rule that. If Brandon Bean has said if that is BPA, he's willing to take a running back in the first round. And he's shown it in his history and, and that he would do it again. So if the board, I don't know many ways that I have seen the board fall where he is best player available there but there is there's probably paths to it so uh prepare yourselves bill's twitter because that's going to be a mess if if he if they go running back round one twitter's gonna be a mess for a while i'm not going to call this a hot take i'm going to call this a guess and i'm not going to try to pretend like i have any inside information i have zero this is just a hunch i think the bills are going to have a bigger priority at running back than they do wide receiver in this draft and i know a lot of people because there's so many end of the first round type of wide receivers who potentially could go to Buffalo. Sure. Now I think a lot of it is the difference. He's the difference maker. I think they would pull the trigger on him, but the other guys, I don't, I don't know, man. I think they're going to go running back before. Uh, You're also going to have a tough, there's that tough slate with some of the teams ahead of Buffalo are teams that also need wide receiver help. Green Bay. Like if Alave is there, you think Green Aaron Rodgers is going to allow Green Bay to New pass England? On him. New England's right there, exactly. Uh, there's a number of teams that definitely need wide receiver help and have not been able to address it ahead of the Bills. That makes it tough for me to see the better top wide receivers that I'd like to see them get being available there. Let's take one quick look at last week's draft, yep. and then we're going to jump into our final one here. So last week it went Devin Lloyd fell to us. We had a long discussion about that. Yeah, we just. The talent was too much, and we couldn't resist. Probably not the greatest move. Yeah. Again, Brees Hall in the second round, that's been available to us every time. We took it. 
I just, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I really don't, Aaron. Right. Um, third round, Cam Taylor Britt, corner from Nebraska. By the way, if this draft was real, I would love it. Uh, Velas right. Jones Jr. in round four, wide receiver from Tennessee. Then we went Isaac Taylor Stewart, a corner from USC. So we did double dip and corner, just not too early. We went rounds three and five. Uh, we got our interior offensive lineman in the sixth round, Chris Paul from uh, Tulsa. Um, Wanye Thomas, he's a guy that we've taken three of our four drafts here. Um, he's a safety that Aaron likes. He's from Georgia Tech. It's a Sarah Neal thing, man. He's got like a Sarah Neal thing. And he maybe <laughs> that he could be what I thought Sarah Neal could be, but we'll see. Yeah. And then in the last round, a Notre Dame guy, Myron, I can't never pronounce this guy's name, Tagalavalua Amosa. He's an edge guy from Notre Dame. Before we get into our final draft, because I'm sure I'm going to ask you at the end what you think of our final draft. But as we get into this one, how would you feel if this is how things had played out for real? Yeah. Now, I mean, you've, I, had a, you've had a week to process this now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, well, one, I won't lie that I've not given it a ton of thought since we did the show. So I haven't yeah, processed it. Ever, I, I, I just, yeah. You pulled it up and I just I remember. I'm like, Oh this. shit. That's what we took. Yeah. Uh, so, but in processing it later, the only thing that's tough is that first pick. Like I like it. I like the idea that if you are moving on from Tremaine, that's the guy you're moving on with. And that the idea that we, you would get something for Edmonds this year, maybe in a trade. Um, but it's, there's so many other th- ripples from a move like that. That makes it hard to totally process a move like that where your team's at currently. So um, other than that, the rest of that draft is on par with most of the drafts that I've done in terms of, I'd be really happy to walk away with that haul and know that a few of those guys will probably be contributors this year. One last quick point, And it's regarding Devin Lloyd. We're going to take a yeah. quick break and we're going to jump into our final mock draft here. If they were to take Devin Lloyd, it, I don't think it automatically means that Jermaine Evans is gone that week. Like he's gone that night. It could at least be conceivable, possible, that as a rookie, Lloyd takes on a more expanded role of what AJ sure. Klein was, who but could bring more losing, to the table. You're losing and, Edmonds for nothing. Yeah, well, because he's yes gonna, well, no. you're not gonna keep him. Yes and no, you're not gonna keep him. That that's given, and you're not gonna trade if you don't trade him. Comp pick formula. You get yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll be he's gonna get paid. So you can look at it as well. We're gonna get a third rounder in 2024, and we drafted his replacement, who's now a year in the NFL and ready. But that's only over. assuming. That's a, the, the compact thing I love only assuming you're not going to outspend what you lose. If there, we say it every year and then every right. year, the and then every year being spent but more. listen, if there's ever going to be a year where they're going to lose more than they gain is <laughs> going to be next year. We'll see, Greg was just they talking about worry, all those. They gotta, I, I know, but they got to get Oliver and Knox and they got to worry about Boyer and they got to, well, not Singletary. So there's a lot to worry about. So, yeah. And Edmonds potentially. So if there's ever a year where they might lose, a couple of key guys and not go signing Von Millers and a bunch of players. They like better that. win a championship right now. <laughs> All right, quick break, folks. We're going to be right back and uh, we're going to jump right into this draft. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back with uh, Aaron Quinn from Cover One, and let's uh, let's get this rolling, man. Same thing as always. So, uh, no yeah, trades. We've been following along. Draft Network. We're doing seven rounds, uh, no trades, and uh, we'll hit the start button here. And by the way, I, I I say this every time too. If you're if you typically listen, and once in a while you watch us on YouTube, I prefer generally speaking people listen to the podcast. But for these mock drafts, I think it's really better. If you're watching, so if you can jump on YouTube, by the way, if you do hit that subscribe button, but anyway, you can visually see on the YouTube version of this podcast, uh, the picks as they're going off the board on other teams in real time before Aaron and I discuss this, which by the way, this is going to be interesting now because I want to see who's going to be available. All right. So before I even look at who's available, let me yeah. scroll right back up to the start here. I really don't care. By the way, Kyle Hamilton going second to Detroit, that would be really high. I didn't talk about him in the in the opening before this draft, but if he happens to drop to like 10, 11, 12, man, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills try to make some kind of play. But anyway, all right. Um, so we got a quarterback going eighth. Malik Willis goes to Atlanta. Um, yeah. our, the first corner doesn't go off the board to 11. <sighs> That's going to be tough to believe. Yeah, anyway. I think Gardner's going to be in the top five. Yeah, I do too. But anyway, he's gone. He's at 11. Or Jordan Davis, who we got in our first mock draft, he's gone at 12. Stingley, the yeah. corner. Goes 13 to, to Houston. Uh, Garrett Wilson. We we've spent no time talking about Garrett Wilson because I think he's there's so no good. chance. He's not he's yeah. not in reach for the Bills at 25. Uh, I actually so think anyway. 15's a little late, but we'll see. So do I. So do I. So he goes to Philly at 15. Drake London goes 16 next pick to the Saints. We haven't talked about offensive Andrew. tackles because that's not gonna happen. Andrew right. Booth Jr., a guy who I've seen falling in some mocks lately. Man, not here. Nice. He goes 18. Uh, Philly Pickett goes 19, the quarterback. Uh, you talked about Zion Johnson a little bit. He went to Pittsburgh at 20. Jamison Williams nice. falls at 21 to New England. I would not like yeah. that much at all. Chris Olave. All right, so we're not going to be presented with that option. Right. He's but like I said, for every option that, hey, that guy, there's no way that guy's going to be there while there, we're sitting at another guy that's not supposed to be there. Yep. So, all right, so Olave goes 23. All right, so here's the best players. Now, Devin Lloyd is there, but what I will say right off the bat, <laughs> we're, not we're not taking him today because yeah. we are we talked about this last week. Yeah. Taking him is knowing what you're doing with Tremaine Edmonds. Sure. And we don't know what they're going to do with Tremaine I'm fine Edmonds. with that, yeah. So we won't take Devin, Levin or Devin Lloyd fine. today. I love him, though, and I'd be happy if they did, but we're not yeah. doing it. Uh, the best players available on the board right now are Daxon Hill. Um, a sa- he's listed as a safety, a defensive back for Michigan. Kenyon Green, the guard who we – we talked a lot about earlier. Jahan Dotson, a wide receiver that you talked about. Um, Kier Elam, if, you, if you're if you really headstrong on going corner in the first round, he's there. Uh, Traylon Burks. In the unlikely event, you are moving on from Jordan Poyer and you know it and you want safety. Um, Lewis Sines there. We're, we're not going to mess around with linebackers because we're just not going to do it that early. Yeah. 
Sky Moore, Bryce, Bryce Hall's 40, 41 first ranked player on the board. Tyler right, so Smith that, that, is a guy that uh, Joe Marina loves. Uh, who? Tulsa, Tyler Smith. Right. He was right where you were. Bryce oh, yeah. Hall, okay. Tyler Smith, yeah. yeah uh, interior offensive lineman from, uh, from Tulsa. Another guy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So, All right, this, so is an, this is an interesting uh, scenario here because two guys that we talked about as guys that maybe we've slept on through the first month are two guys who are very much in play, especially if we're not going Devin Lloyd here. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I didn't realize this. I don't see. This is where I don't buy it, man. I just don't buy it. Trent McDuffie's on the board. Right. Mm, it's tough to believe. But this is what I'm saying, man. The more everyone's like, this guy's not going to be on the board. I sound like a broken record tonight, but the more I think about it, it's like one of those guys will be right. Like, let's go back through that first pick. Like who, what are the surprising ones? There's I Winfrey. Aaron Winfrey's not, going is a it little. Really that, it's not that shocking, though. You're right. And I'm to your point, you're right. Winfrey's surprising, but I wouldn't say it's like, oh my God, are sure. you kidding me? That's crazy. Like, I think Pickett's crazy in the first round, but teams get stupid about quarterbacks. Like, yeah. no... I mean, two also there two two quarterbacks went in the first 24 picks. I don't think that's right. that shit crazy. No. You know what I mean? No, and the rest of this is gonna look yeah. Yeah, and this is, I mean, maybe not the necessary, again. And one of those guys has fallen, right? Like, maybe it's not one of the premier, but still. So even if you take two players off, we found two that seemed like reaches. So say you take two off and you just put Trey McDuffie and Devin Lloyd, you still have Kenyon Green sitting Mm -hmm. there at 25 that I don't know that he should be either. So true. I think uh, even for the sake of this exercise, I think we can say McDuffie and Lloyd are probably guys that, we shouldn't touch for the sake of the exercise. We weren't going to touch Lloyd. We're going to assume McDuffie's there. And honestly, I'm going to pull out a, a Bruce Nolan sort of the outliers thing. Bruce likes to talk about outliers and how like not to give investment or bank on an outlier. If Trent McDuffie becomes a successful outside NFL cornerback, he's going to be an outlier in terms of uh, the arm length. There's not a lot of guys that have his arm length that have gone on to have successful long-term NFL careers as outside corners. And so Bruce would say that's probably a bad economics decision to, even though we like that player, I, it's a player I like watching. I think he has a lot to offer. I think he's probably more in line with a Taron Johnson role where he's a starting nickel that allows your defense to play nickel all the time type of guy. Mm-hmm. I think he can play outside. He did it in college, but if he's going to do it at the NFL, he's going to be an outlier. He's not going to be the norm. And that's a tough thing for me to take with a first round pick. Um, I could be talked into it, but in this scenario, I think I'm going with Kenyon green uh, for the first pick here. People are super high on Daxton Hill. That's a weird one to me too, Pat, that maybe, maybe this is a guy that I'm sleeping on too. Cause I lo- I'm a Michigan fan. I like Daxton Hill. I don't love the idea of drafting him as a first rounder to play outside corner. He played some nickel corner. That's a huge I've, difference. I've though. read that he didn't even have a lot of snaps at outside corner. 35, he primarily, 35 snaps. He's a nickel corner or a safety, which, you know, you got Teron Johnson. And again, are you looking to move on from Jordan Poyer? If the answer is definitively yes, then maybe Hill could be in play for sure. Mm. But again, we'd be projecting just like we were saying, they're definitely moving on for, Tremaine Hill, yeah, or Tremaine Evans. Tremaine, I'm sorry yeah. by taking Devin Lloyd. So, yeah, it's Green or Dotson at this point. I just, I don't know, and, and I don't think you could go wrong with either pick. And you're yeah. the GM here, so you're going to get to pull this. Trigger. And so I will say, I feel like I've been sleeping on Dotson. There's a good chance of it, but I'm having a tough time passing up on Kenyon Green here because 
again, I don't think he should be here, but there's a few names maybe that shouldn't that were staring at. So he's ended up here to us. So whatever. Protecting Josh Allen is my number one priority as a GM. And we have not done a good job at the interior. I'm not sold that Bates is guaranteed to be the starter. And if he is fantastic, and if he's not, then this guy, you know, Kenny Green may be able to be that role. Long term, I'm going to have a need with Roger Saffold. So maybe it's a, hey, this guy's a swing player. He's played some tackle. He's played interior. He can be a swing player, multi-positional type guy for one year and learn. And I'm okay with that too, with the number one pick. If I know that I can have a five, six, seven, eight year starter in the waiting yeah. at the guard position, I'll give up my first round pick for that this year. So I'm, I'm happy taking to your offensive line. I've been getting crap every time I do it with the 25th pick, but I'm telling you, man, if you get a guy that's a projected NFL starter interior offensive lineman, like it's not the sexiest position. It's not the highest paid position, but it's a super important position the most devastating pressure to a quarterback comes from the interior. If you're going to get that run game going with running backs that if you're not taking high end running backs that Bill's mafia doesn't want to take, you're stuck with Devin Singletary's and Duke Johnson's of the world. You better make big holes and get that run game going. I like it a lot. And I, and I feel like, you know, for all the uncertainty that we might be facing next season with some of these guys resigning to be able to take a guy, even if he doesn't start this year, but now you got Dawkins, you got Brown, you got, you got uh, Bates. You got your rookie Green. Morris, Morris is a lot younger than people think. Exactly. Morris isn't one and done with this team, I don't think. No. To have an offensive line that can stay together for quite a while, I, I think, is a, is a good thing. Before we get to the second round, before we even really start to examine this board, yep. let me ask you this. So we okay. didn't go with Lloyd. We didn't go with Dotson. We looked at the 24 that were there. As a Bills fan, and again, we haven't talked about maybe moving up, what would be your best-case scenario for who you would want on the board that is at least semi-realistic because Trent McDuffie was there, but we didn't pull the trigger on him. Your best case scenario for you personally, with the bills on the clock at 25, things go the way you want it to. Somebody who at least has a, a puncher's chance uh, of being on the board at 25, that would make you the most happiest to run that card up. A puncher's chance would be, and maybe I'm just telling myself this, Andrew Booth. If Andrew Booth somehow mm-hmm. makes it through those late teens into the 20s, that's a guy I'm even considering moving up. If he's hanging out 21, 22, like maybe I'm moving just to make sure I get that guy. Um, and gosh, if he was to just fall to 25 into your lap, that'd be pretty fantastic because it addresses need and he would be probably best player available at that point. So you would get best of both worlds if Andrew Booth happens to fall there. I did some uh, draft value chart math, and I kind of wondered what it would take to hot New England at 21 to go to 20 to go get somebody that you really like. And a guy like Booth, for an example, it would cost your first and your third. Maybe okay. like a swap yeah. of fifths or six or something like that. I'd, sure. I'd go give up a third to go get a guy, especially if you if like him be... a lot. He's going to be your day one starter, your corner yeah. for five years, premium position, rookie contract. Yeah. Certainly worth the third rounder. Absolutely. All right, so anyway, so we're in the round two now. The Bills are on the clock, but let's review yep. um, a couple guys that we've talked about. Quay Walker. Yeah, Quay Walker, a guy who I do like, by the way, a yep. lot. A linebacker went to uh, Detroit at the beginning of the second round. Traylon Burke's gone early. Um, Elam. Pierre Elam, the corner's yep. gone. Um, Good safety there out of Georgia. Two couple, safeties, Baylor. couple safeties, yeah. Sky Moore. Uh, Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon's from- a guy that, again, we're here maybe he's a first round guy and maybe th- that's the dude 
that the Bills, if Booth's gone and maybe they just say, hey, we're going to get out of here with a corner, it's going to be Gordon. Yeah, could have been. Again, I wouldn't be stunned. I'd be fine with Gordon. that. I wouldn't be mad. He, if he would have picked 25, it wouldn't completely stun me. Uh, like Tariq, Wooden, last year. Yeah. Tariq Wooden went 46 Tariq. to uh, yeah. Minnesota. Uh, we're not going to look at guards, obviously, no. Because we're good with Roger Not McCreary forward. went yeah. to uh, Kansas City at 50. Yeah. Um, all right, that's about and it for Pickens, guys. George Pickens, Pickens the guy receiver. I like right off the board to uh, all right. Dallas. So, like, I so Brees Hall is there. And again, I yeah. don't want to take him because he's, he's not going to be there, Aaron. He's not going to be there. God damn it. Let's not my let's, fault. The board falls how it falls, man. No. Let's, uh, let's do, I know, but we call this an exercise. Yeah. And you want to speak of an exercise? Here's a fun part right now. All right. The top corner available on the board is Cam Taylor Britt, the yep. guy that we've taken in round three every single draft. Okay. We now know, without question, if we want Cam Taylor Britt, we're taking him right now. Unless you like exactly. another corner better than him, or you want to wait on and, you know, there's get a, a chance later. he drops. Let's see what else is available real quick. Well, he ain't going to drop 33 picks. <laughs> he might. He might. We'll see. No way. All right. So those are the corners. Um, Alante Taylor. Yeah. I like Emerson. Martin Emerson from uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, um, and he might be there. McCollum is a guy that I don't like now, but like as a projection. Kobe Bryant, I really like a lot. Yeah, too early though, second round. Uh, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now so, all these guys are too early, second round. The only guy I'm even considering for me personally is, is Cam Taylor. But I know a lot of people like Alante Taylor, but I'd heard early on that he was more a safety prospect than a corner prospect. So I don't know. Maybe that turned me off from him. Uh, all right, so we're assuming... Every every running back on the draft network model yeah. is not available with the Bills at, at at the end of basically at the end of round. Two. You know what this is? No, this is no offense it. to the draft network. I love Joe. I respect Joe. If you heard our show last week, I think that came through a little bit. Our admiration sure. for Joe. Love um, Joe. and we love the draft network. It's what we all use. I gotta say though, this is where any of these draft simulators or whatever come to uh, that sort of subjective area is they're all low on running back in my opinion and that makes it low across the board i think they're lower than maybe the nfl is i think hall will probably be first round really early second round the only way he's not gone is if he's not the one of the top two running backs taken and we're wrong about how big of a prospect he is sure that we could be wrong there will be running backs gone though what i know i'm right on is there ain't going to be 56 picks in this NFL draft before running back gets taken. I'm that much I'm willing to bet on. I at least between Hall and Walker are so good. And I know like Joe Marino is uh his number one is Spiller. I'm not as high on Spiller, but I think Walker and Hall are so good. That'd be crazy for them to, to not be off the board at this point. But anyways, um, what else is up there just at the general board? Uh, okay, now before we get to the general board, okay. um James Cook, the running back, I right. told you that I like a lot. Is there and he'll probably be there in round three as well, which he might be around. It wouldn't be crazy to say he would be there round three in, right. in the, the real draft too. Um, other guys near the top besides backs and uh, corners that we yeah. talked about. Uh, Christian Harris, a linebacker from Alabama. Yeah. Chad Mumo. Chad Mumo would be a that's guy a guy you are. have spoken yep. of yep. from Wyoming. Uh, Trey McBride was in on a visit, uh, I believe, on a 30 visit. Um, now, it, Dylan, Dylan Parham is an interior offensive lineman from Memphis. If I remember correctly, I was going to say on your show last week with Joe Marino as your guest, I believe he took him yes, in the second yes. round. He loves him. He, he's, yeah. Did, well, uh, yeah. He, he, we can't, we're not taking him because we've no, we're not double dipping a, there. We're yeah. not double dipping a guard and with the first two picks, but no. he would be in consideration for sure. Correct. Yeah. 
Any of these other guys? John Mechie is a guy that the Bills had in for a visit. Uh, another one, uh, Alabama wide receiver. I feel like you can't go wrong taking either Ohio State or Alabama wide receivers. It's usually a pretty good sign. Uh, but he would be maybe a guy that's in consideration here that they've had in for a visit if you're trying to address that wide receiver position. Isaiah Likely, I think it's too early for tight end considering where things are at this year. Although, you know, O.J. Howard is on a one-year deal. Dawson Knox needs to get a deal done likely is a guy that they've had in. They definitely have met with him a number of times. So he's a guy they probably like and want to do more at the tight end position. So maybe you go early, but I'm cool with taking, uh, this is going to sound so homerish and weird, but I'm cool with taking Cam Taylor Britt and getting our cornerbacks solidified here with him being the best on the board. I I like, I mean, look, we took him in four mocks. (laughs) I don't, why, why do we not? I'm going to take personal responsibility for, willing cam taylor Britt up in value throughout these mock drafts and now that we can't even get him in the third round i'm going to take personal credit for bumping cam taylor Britt in the mock world if we drafted any later in the second round we might not have gotten him at all right we'll see even in in round two all right so we're pulling that trigger i'm going to tell you this right now i i have a feeling if there's one player in this draft you're going to be following because the guys already won't go to the bills there's 31 other teams yeah no Cam Taylor Britt's going to be a guy from this class. I, I got a feeling that Aaron Quinn's going to be following pretty closely for uh, yeah, keep a number of years guy. just to see uh, if you are right on him. All right, so we're rolling here. We're going into round three. So far, we've I like what we've done so far. We've addressed offensive guard, and yep. we've addressed corner. I think you got a guy capable of starting as a rookie. I'm talking about the guard green, but mm-hmm. I think he's a more, more long-term guy with Cam Taylor Britt. I think he got a guy who's capable of coming in and competing for a starting job right. uh, as a rookie right away. All right, so the Bills are on the clock, round three. Let's uh, go see who, some picks before here. Who's going? So. All right, some yeah. of the guys we already talked about, Walker, Parham, they're gone. Um, Calvin, Calvin Austin, Austin Jr. Yeah, likely. Uh, Calvin Austin the third. I'm sorry. He went to uh, Indy, the 73rd pick. Uh, uh, by the way, your boy yeah. Stefan Gilmore going to Indy. What did you think about that? You know, Indy is a weird team that I can't get a vibe on. I like, I always think they're supposed to be really good. And then the quarterback stuff hasn't been solidified, but I think right. it's a good move for their defense. I like Gilmore a lot more than most of the mafia does. Yeah. Me too. Uh, All right. So not a lot of guys. Spend nothing a lot of time nothing crazy. About. Yeah. So All I right, think so we're still stuck best. on corners here. Oh yeah. We uh, are. Let's move. So Spiller still out there on the board, which was Joe Marino's number one back. I think is also Bruce Nolan's number one uh, rated running back. Um, James Cook, your boy's still on the board here. Khalil Shakir is a guy that is getting a lot of love. Um, if we didn't already go interior offensive line, Cole Strange, super athletic guy, guy Joe Marino brought up on our show the other day, and I went looking in to him a little bit. Um, definitely he's got athleticism you look for. Uh, at the guard position, let's see. Jurgens is out there. That's a guy that we've taken a few I've times. I liked him. We yeah, we we were getting him in the fifth round, and yeah. then we noticed later on, like last week, he was gone by the early fourth round. Yeah, but I mean, we went interior offensive line so early yeah, already. That yeah, we eliminated that. I hard think. to do that. Um, Emerson still here. Uh, if you didn't do cornerback, you could have already. You know, you could have gotten right. that. Jojo Doman's a guy I like. Um, the offensive tackle out of Central Central Michigan maybe could be in play. I think that's too early to go offensive line twice, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. Um, let's see. I think we're going into reach. Wandale Robinson 
would love to walk out of a draft with a, a wide receiver like that. If you miss out on a Calvin Austin, that's the type you're kind of looking for. So, um, yeah, I think start scrolling up because we're going to be able to get into these guys. Yeah, a little later. A little bit later here. So I think um, this comes down for me. I, I, think, I think it's a good I, spot for a back. I was going to say that for me, I think this is either a great spot for either a running back or if there's a receiver that you really sure. like that's out there. I think it's good. A- so let's go to running backs and see what, what is it? Spiller. Spiller and Cook, Brian Cook, Robinson. Robinson. From, uh, Alabama. I like, I like Robinson quite a bit. Um, scroll down. Who else is available? Like if we missed out on this round, what are we looking at? Damon Pierce, I like. Uh, Damian Pierce, um, Rashad White, Rashad I like White. a lot. Yeah. Um, so th- maybe we could wait a little bit. I don't know. We could get, we could walk away with cook and that's a guy that you think fits this passing game real nice. Um, do you think he fits this passing game real nice? You probably would know better than me. I, I think that he, he feels like the kind of guy who would fit this passing game. Well, he's got the genetics, uh, at a proven NFL level. I don't, it's hard for me to tell with the Georgia running backs exactly how well rounded of players they are. And I think he adds something in the receiving game. And I do want that out of the running back position. But if I'm drafting here in these first three rounds, I also want a guy that's pretty much a full back that can take over for Devin Singletary next year. So the Bills don't have to pay Devin Singletary sure. a second contract. Like that's really what I'm looking for as a guy that. You know, I'm pretty sure it's not Zach Moss. And so if we're drafting a guy here in these first three picks, I want it to be a guy that I feel like can hold 20 carries eight, nine weeks out of a season and be that bell cow back for you every once in a while. And I don't know that uh, that's it. So I think Spiller could be more in line with with that type of running back. I don't know that he falls this far. That's a pretty steep fall from being the 54th ranked player the fall in 89 something went wrong uh in, in this draft but so i would take i would be fine with cook though here i think that he could contribute right away i just don't know that he could be the guy that allows you to walk away from Devin singleton you might have to address the position again sure you don't want to take the punter <laughs> although I, jokes I aside if you're if you really wanted the punter you might have to go get him now because he might not be there what was our bet court. didn't we have a bet when he goes i i said by the fourth round if he was available, we bet a buck. I bet you, I bet you that he would not be available when the Bills are on the clock in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't do it. I can't take. Can't do it. <laughs> well, take who you want. You're you're yeah. the GM here, man. So all right. what do you want? Let's take. If all right, so let's go back. We're at the main board. We're mm-hmm. taking who I want. Man, I have a hard time. If if Spiller's saying here, I think the value. I he's not my favorite back in this draft, but it, it's hard to not take it with the value, and we can't do that every time. We're you got two or three players sitting there that maybe don't belong in that value. Like that the board fell the way it fell and I'm having a hard time turning Spiller down. Yeah. Let's, let's take him. We can always in our minds to make it feel a little more realistic. Let's say maybe they gave up a small pick next year to move up a little bit, 10, 12 spots and get them. Cause there there will be a couple of guys who, who go through. All right. So we're rolling here. All right. So now we have went guard. We have went uh, corner. We have went running back. By the way, we haven't really talked about, much of this during uh this process this exercise zach moss might be in trouble sure come camp especially if the bills do address running back anywhere rounds one through four i think that might mean as much trouble for zach moss as it does for for duke johnson especially if they get a guy like say spiller who will carry the ball more um i, I think i think that could spell trouble for, for zach moss i really do he's peace i don't know man i i like him in a way 
I loved him as a rookie. He's fine, yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on Zach Moss being on sure. this team next year. Anyway, all right. So, uh, Jojo Doman's off the board. Zion McCollum, cornerback, went to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Wandale Robinson went to the Broncos Denver. at 116. Brian Robinson Jr., running back, we were looking at 120 to New Orleans. Let's see. That's, um, yeah. Not right. it. So, in this world, punt God, which... punt God's still there. You owe me a buck. <laughs> nah, we could maybe we could take punt God. Maybe, nah. I mean, it wouldn't be a fall from grace for a punter to get drafted in the fourth round, making it sound like the biggest travesty ever. But anyway, yeah, right. uh, so Richard White, I'm just looking at the running backs who didn't get drafted, and according to this, he would have been there. Your boy Kobe Bryant's still on the board, too. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, he's there. Vellis Jones Jr. is there. Uh, we took Alec, him last week. We, didn't, we haven't Pierce. addressed receiver yet either. Alec Pierce is another guy, dude. Like, I think he's so freaky athletically. This could be Bean has taken some athletic freaks. That's something that we definitely know. This could be, if you go look at his RAS score, it's like a 9.6 or something. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty freaky. Um, I think he could be a type of wide receiver where people don't see him as a, necessarily a guy for Buffalo, but that the Bills just can't turn away from that type of athleticism and adding it to Josh Allen and addressing that in the fourth round and getting that kind of athleticism is pretty good. Uh, Pierre Strong, running back from South Dakota State. That's a guy a lot of people are high on as well. If you didn't take a running back to this point, I think, you know, looking at the guys that are still available. Let's see the Smith guy we like. Already went interior offensive line, but that'd be a guy I'd be happy to leave in this draft. With. I think that's sort of the frustrating thing about exercises like this, right, is I like Kenyon Green. I think he could be a long-term starter. I also like a lot of these fourth, fifth round interior offensive linemen that I think it, there's definitely a difference in the caliber of player, but that you could get a long-term sure. journeyman type starter here as well. So, um, all right, let's go though. Scroll up. Let's see. What are we going to take here? Um, I'd like to maybe address wide receiver. If I can't, I want to, man, dude, I kind of still love the idea and I love it even more that I got Cam Taylor Britt in the, uh, second and that maybe getting Kobe Bryant and double dipping in the fourth. I, I, I love the play of doing the double dip for corner. To me, it's either Alec Pierce, Dallas Jones, Jr. Or Kobe Bryant. For yeah, me I agree. hundred percent at the spot. Well, Those you're pulling the trigger. Debating. All right. So I'm debating these three. Can you go to wide receivers real quick? What do I have left? In the... <sighs> Don't love. All right. Scroll down. So I don't love what's left and then go back to corner. There's some guys I can live with. I don't get. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could live with Isaac Taylor Stewart again. Yeah, not yeah. to mention, I mean, worst case, we don't end up double dipping in corner. But No, no, I'm up, saying I mean, there, if there was positions to double dip. Sure, in, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are definitely the some guys. There's some guys that you've discussed previously that will be available potentially beyond this right. pick too. right. All right, I am going to go, for the sake of this, let's go with tough decisions on this. It is a tough decision. Sorry, man. Uh, We'll go with Pierce. We'll switch it up. I haven't taken him yet in in one of these drafts. 
Okay. You know, the freaky athlete. Alec Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati, is the fourth round. That's, that's the toughest pick I think we've come to in this, these mocks, man. That one. Yeah, that was tough, man. Now let's I love see. Kobe Bryant. I was going to see. Gone. Let's, let, is he gone? 138. Yep, he's gone 138. Yeah, we can follow along now as these are going for yeah. any of the guys that you had talked about. Oh, um, that's tough. It's tough for me to pass up on him. I, I You know what? Kendall Mursky is on our network. Um, uh, if you haven't heard of him or aren't following him, he's good. This, he, dude, like he's, he's young and he's brilliant. He's yeah, a smart he's kid. I like him. Um, he, he was on our show a couple weeks back and we were talking about some guys. And so he worked for uh, Sports Information Solutions, SIS. It's a data website. If you don't use it, it's fantastic, super powerful data site. And he tracked Cincinnati. And so I asked him about a couple of players like Pierce uh kobe bryant sauce gardner some of these guys and the way he talked about brian like uh, people really slept on him because sauce is so good didn't give up any touchdowns best cornerback prospect in the nfl kobe bryant got picked on in the same way levi wallace type cornerback got picked on and the, he was saying like you watch him and he's a sticky cornerback like he's much more athletic than he tests like he the way he plays on the field and it's always similar to sort of a Levi in a sense, not in the comp and how they play or the type of players they are, but in that, you know, he just got underrated because he played next to such a superstar and he got picked on at times and guys took advantage of him at times, but he's such a good player. But anyway, so that was my rant. If you're not following Kendall, you get good takes he's like good. that when you are. Yeah. Let me point something out too, for everyone listening or watching Aaron and I are trying to do this semi-realistic as well. That's why I like to, we call it an exercise as opposed to a series of mock drafts, just necessarily because Looking back at this, we could have taken Devin Lloyd in the first. We could have taken Brees Hall in the second, right? which would have allowed us to take someone else in the third. You know, we're taking guys, at least semi-realistic, where we think they could potentially fall. Because right. if we were just doing it to try to impress all the fans with all the biggest names, like I said, we could just take go strictly totally. by the board and, and yeah. not go like, well, that's not realistic. Like, we could go take this punter right now in the fifth round and people would be like, oh, my God, this is awesome. What a deal, yeah. But we're not going to do that because he's not going to be there. So anyway. No, but you know what we did do? Uh, if you didn't listen to jo Joe's show with us, we did a mock draft with Joe. And we took a punter, I think, in sixth round, maybe, or seventh round. And we said it was because they only have one punter. So we took punk god and then just said punter to be named later like that the bills could still draft the punter you, sure. in the sixth yeah, or yeah. seventh round. And it's some guy that we just don't. That actually name. makes really good yeah. sense. I never thought of that until you yeah. said that. Anyway, so well, we can use that as a that's um, on the table. It's a wild card. Sure. Yeah. On the table. We'll just yeah. say punt God. <laughs> yeah. Future punter, my bad. Yeah. All right. So all right. Um, so what do we got here? We've already went running back. We've already yeah. went well interior offensive line. When you get to the fifth round, I think you're just trying to get I could double dip you there. Like. I could you're trying dip. to get players you like here. So yeah. I'm not opposed to a double dip there. Cornerback. We haven't touched um, linebacker. I don't know if you like any of these guys. Uh Demarco Jackson, maybe. I know he's been in on a visit with the Bills. Um, scroll down here. You know, sometimes, I kind of like Blankenship. That's tough. Sometimes, Clark. Vi sometimes visits with, with the Bills or visits with teams might not seem like a big deal. But if nothing else to me, it lets you know that a team has interest in that player as a fit. Like if he didn't have any fit with the Bills, he, he wouldn't be in for a visit. I don't care if he's a first, second, fifth rounder. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I do put some stock into any visit. Chris Paul. Anyway. Like him. We've taken him before. Available. Um, Ty Chandler's running back. I like Thomas Booker's interior defensive lineman. I like them. It's the way they stacked up at that position in the offseason makes it tough. 
for me to add a guy. I don't know that he can make the team. It'd be a tough make. Yeah, it's a tough make, dude. They, this guy tested real well physically too. If you go look at his RAS score, pretty impressive uh, in that interior off defensive line. Uh, Isaac Taylor Stewart, a guy that we took last week, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, I think again, similar. Like you're in the fifth round. This guy could be a decent depth piece at least, which I think you need to go into the season if they're not going to address it with a vet. I think you need two to three guys. One real quick about corner. I think the Buffalo Bills are much higher on Dane Jackson than Bills Mafia is because they've been in on all these corners, but they haven't gone over aggressive to close the deal on any of these corners. And we've seen Bean when he wants something bad, he goes over aggressive and gets it and makes it happen. We saw with Von Miller, like he got super aggressive. We've seen the Von Miller YouTube where it talks about the deal going on behind the scenes. Bean's not scared to get aggressive. He didn't go overly aggressive. He's been in on all the corners. It's a, to me, it's similar to, I think they viewed Dane as they viewed Levi where, Hey, our floor's all right. Like our floor is pretty good. We got a guy we can trust. We're not going to overpay for anything. We want to bring in competition. We'd like to be better than Levi. We'd like to be better than Dane, but we're not going to get insane crazy about it. So we haven't seen him address it yet. Uh, But guys like this could just be that further depth, probably more in the Cam Lewis role of like, Hey, this is a guy that in a bind might be able to come up and play a game, but otherwise is going to be floating around between a practice squad and inactive. So um, I'm cool with, double dipping at corner here if we want to. So if you want to go look at all the corners available, I, I think I want to go with oh, we're way down. Where's the top? Is that the top? Yep. Dang. Okay. So I'd like, I, wow, man, he's ready to 193. It seems like a reach. All right. Go back to the main board. Sorry. Close corner. Stupid thing. I know. Sometimes it's tough. There we go. Scroll down a little bit. Let's make sure we're not missing out on anything crazy. It's no. getting tough. It's getting I tough. Just, we're not missing out on anybody that I like. Oh, I'd be kicking myself for. So let's keep going. Scroll a little bit more as we get towards that. Yeah, none of these. Um, let's go, Chris Paul. He's higher ranked. I'm cool with double dipping at interior offensive line. Yeah, we've taken him before. Yeah, he's a guy that I like. I think worst case case scenario of a a swing guard in in the future. They're really this is a position they're going to have to address. I really don't think Saffold's playing more than a year. He struggled to get through games last year with that shoulder injury. Like he's been, he didn't miss any games, but he struggled with that shoulder injury. Bills started uh, Air Raid, Judge Mathis, Steve Mathis from Air Raid Hour did, talked about this quite a bit. And the Bill, Bill started 10 offensive linemen a year ago. So you don't think you need to stock up on that room? You're crazy. I agree 100%. And again, let's say Saffold is one and done. And Green, if, if he's not the starter right away, he becomes a starter next year. You want to hopefully find a depth. good third guard. Heitbacher yeah. being here even this year is not a lock. And beyond next year, it's certainly no lock. So yeah. it's a good and pick. You would like to improve. Like Ike Bakker's fine, but if you can improve, great. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right, so we're here on a sixth round here. Last couple picks. Yeah, this if one's I, easy for me. Still, yeah, this is going to be Isaac Taylor Stewart, right? Yeah, this is a good spot him. for him. Yeah, so we're going to take wasted too much other time with other picks. So. <laughs> no, no, that's a it's a good pick. So I, I like I liked what you said. Your theory about corner. So 
there you go with him in the sixth round. Now we're going to have yeah. two more picks here in the seventh to wrap this up. This is just going to be sexy name time, I think. Yeah. See, that punter, I, I did, by the way, I did talk to Joe, and there again, he understands. Did the punter get drafted? I was wrong. The punter did get drafted. It so, was close, though. I don't think it was too far behind. Huh. All right. Well, he's getting drafted before that. Yeah. I was just because I was considering. Now we could also say we could literally draft anybody and just say future punter and call it. Yeah. Yeah. Punter. Right. Yeah. Totally. So we could do that as well. But um, yeah, I'm going to yeah. take this one's going to be easy for me. I'm going to take Thomas Booker. He's a guy I've liked this whole process. He's a guy Eric mm-hmm. Turner likes. Uh, once the Bills really addressed that position, it was hard for me to continue to take him and dress. But you know what? I'm this far back. Not, not all these guys are making my team. If I have a guy that I think is like pretty freaky athletically and fits my team. He's, yeah. I'll bring him in and Hey man, see if you can out position one of the guys that we brought in, or if not, maybe we can sneak you on the practice squad. You're falling to the seventh round or sixth round for a reason. Maybe we can hold on to you. And if not, I agree. hundred bill's got to get used to losing some picks every once in a while. It's going to happen when you're this good. Yeah. He's, t- he, he's very talented. He's a talented guy. Plus, yeah. who knows what's going to happen in camp? Maybe a defensive tackle goes down. So, I mean, sure. you never know. All right, so the Bills are on the clock with the final one. But to my point, though, with Joe Marino, I was talking about the draft network because, again, I want right. to plug in them. He did – he understands that there's some glitches. Like, for an example, with premiums, the reason why we haven't been doing trades is because I, I can't stand the way the phone constantly rings. He, he, they're going to figure out ways to kind of get around some of that stuff for yes. uh, for next year. But yeah. all in all, this is a freaking awesome tool. All right, so the Bills are on the clock. They got their last pick. So I'll tell you, here's what we'll do. We'll take a, a glance through. If you like one of these guys, we'll pull the trigger. If not, we'll just take whoever and we'll call him future punter. Cool. Uh, you might be future punter before uh, Hack ends up making the team, by the way. Or <laughs> Hack, yeah. Smoke Monday. Elite name. Yeah. Safety that we haven't touched. We haven't touched that position. Possible safety help, special teamers. I actually think you know I've been taking him in a lot. Of I think he could be a good special teams dude, and potentially maybe long term, if you develop a guy, could be a safety. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a great NFL safety, but the worst case scenario, I think you get a special teams guy, and they need some more depth at that position to pan out at some point. All right, so we took a safety smoke Monday uh, with smoke our last every day. All right, now this is going to wind up here, and we'll go for these final picks. Uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure, again, I'm still paranoid because of what happened the first time we did this. You yeah. remember the board went haywire, so uh, let's remember some of these guys. All right, so to recap here, the Bills in the first round took uh, Kenyon Green, offensive guard from Texas A&M. Um, he's a guy who I think is a sleeper pick, so I, I think this is very realistic. Second round, we went Cam Taylor Britt, a guy that you've sold me on through the weeks, and a guy who I think in the second round is maybe a little bit more realistic than getting him in the late third. So I'm happy with that. Where'd we go? Third round. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, I, Isaiah Spiller running back from Texas A&M. I, there's a good chance he's gone, but listen, yeah. some guys are going to fall some. And maybe, right. you know what? Maybe teams are thinking that Cook and White might be better out of the backfield catching the ball, and they might want that type of running back. So it's not like crazy from the ball sure. there. Um, round four, Alex Pierce, or Alec Pierce, I'm sorry, wide receiver from Cincinnati. Fifth round, Chris Paul, a guy we've taken a couple times, an interior offensive lineman from Tulsa. Hopefully he'll provide the Bills with some good depth. Um, sixth round, Isaac Taylor Stewart, a corner from USC. 
And then with the two seventh round picks, we went uh, Thomas Booker, a defensive tackle from Stanford. Yep. And then with our last pick, I think it's the second time we've taken him, Smoke Monday, My a man. safety from Auburn. All right, so we're done with this draft. That's and it. I'm done with you I for ask, the year. I ask you every time, but now that we're done with this draft, uh, yeah. what are your thoughts? Mine are, it's not as sexy as the ones where we got Chris Olave, Olave and, uh, and Lloyd and Hall in the second round like we've done with some. But to me, I like this one because it just feels realistic and it also feels practical. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think you get a possible immediate contributor in Kenyon Green. I think he can push Bates for a starting job. And then I think you get Cam Taylor Britt, I think can start right away with Trey being out. And then when Trey comes back, I think he can provide you a pretty decent starting cornerback too, and maybe a really good one uh, long-term. So I think you, you get that out of it. And then what else we get where we get Pierce in the third. Yeah, we took, Pierce, uh, we took Pierce, Isaiah Spiller in the third. Or the Spiller back. in the third. Yeah. So you get, uh, which I, I do think is a guy that's going to allow you to replace Devin Singletary next year and give you production this year. Fantastic. I think third round's a great value. I know I give people a lot of hard time about I'm okay with a first round running back personally. And I know a lot of people aren't, but you can't tell me that third round's not a great spot to take a running back. Second, third round's pr- probably the best spots to take running back. So Bills have done it twice watch. in the third round recently years. Yeah. Happy to do it. Yeah. And then uh yeah, Alec Pierce here, wide receiver, I think probably wouldn't make a lot of hey this year i don't think it'd be that's a tough wide receiver room to crack for production i think probably maybe takes more of a gabriel davis approach to getting on the field where if somebody goes down an injury he can take some advantage of some snaps but definitely i think long term jameson crowder's not going to be here long term you might have trouble paying gabe davis along with everybody else that needs to get paid over the next few years you got to think of continuing to fill this bucket with young talent i think pierce could be a guy that can be a good wide receiver too at some point in the nfl chris paul maybe rotational interior offensive lineman i think that's cool with that pick uh taylor stewart and double dipping at cornerbacks not bad like we said you, you just need bodies at that position and then booker and monday these guys probably tough tough task to make this bills team in my ideal scenario pat is i know i don't like to mock trades and do all this stuff but my dear deal scenario if I'm Brandon Bean is eliminating maybe two to three of these picks and working into back into the top 100, walking away with four top 100 picks or something in this draft where I know I got maybe four chances at guys that are going to produce on this Super Bowl run team that I've got. Um, and then keeping a few picks for developmental back of the roster thing. I think you'd be happy to walk away here with what, six guys instead five guys instead uh, of all these guys where you're probably in this scenario you probably got three that aren't making this team i'll tell you one final point then i'll let you go Aaron. it's uh i'm saying it to be funny and i'm kind of laughing when i'm saying it but i'm actually being truthful so i've learned a lot over the last five weeks of doing this with you i've learned about a lot of potential scenarios i've learned about 20 or 30 players that i probably would have not known much or anything about were we not doing this but the one thing I can tell you is that, and I'm being honest here, I'm not any closer right now to knowing what the hell the Bills are going to do next it's Thursday yeah. than I was five weeks ago, just because the possibilities, where they draft, what their needs are, what we expect to go ahead of them, is just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just I'm yeah. completely clueless. The biggest, they, could do, they could do anything right now. Nothing, almost nothing would surprise me. 
it's so this is a weird thing because the last few years, right, we've been at this back half of the draft, new to us still, drafting the back half of the draft for decade for 20 years, dude, and in the many years that we've covered the Bills, you've always been in that top 15 where it's easier to pinpoint, all right, who's going to be that top 10? And then if it, yeah. you know, there may be a handful of guys, so it was easier to really pinpoint what the Bills were looking for earlier on. Now that you're at the back half of this first round, it's a totally different area of value. Like we talked about a bunch of times on this. Most people I talk to don't have 32 first round grades in any draft. So you're dealing with an area that you're talking about second round talent in the first round that you get that fifth year option. Like there's so many variables that play in to that. And then you go into that with Brandon Bean has done a really good job addressing this roster and a number of their needs. The most glaring one is cornerback, right? But I think a lot of us think there's a possibility that internally they could be higher on Dane Jackson and maybe they're internally they're higher on Trey returning sooner and that they can roll something out with a Cam Taylor Britt type guy and Dane Jackson. And that would be good enough to get them where they want to go. Um, so it gives them so many opportunities where we see this as fans. We see that there's a giant need at cornerback. Right. But that doesn't mean. For the Bills, that's the same way they see it, where the, that they have to walk out with that first round. So if that's not the case and everything's on the table, the Bills really have an opportunity. Like we keep saying, this guy's not going to fall. That guy's not going to fall. Somebody's going to fall. And if they're really sticking to a best player available, they're going to get a really good player at 25. One final question, and this is purely for fun, literally just for fun. Sure. Yeah. In a billion, trillion years, it'll never happen. It's more unrealistic than the MCU movies that I've been watching over the last week or so. Just for fun, let's just say the Bills had the first pick of the draft right now. For whatever reason, they had the first pick of the draft, and you could pick anybody in this uh, draft. I on this thought roster. as a top 10. I, I, I was just thinking you probably <laughs> haven't spent a second thinking about this because, yeah. you, you know, this team's good and you don't have to worry about it. Right. But I have, and I'm like, if you had the first pick of the draft, who would you take? Now, defensive ends are going off the board in every mock draft right away, but you just, you got Von Miller, you got Rizzo, you got Boogie. And then offensive tackles, but you yeah, got no, I'm taking Hutchinson. you got dog because you got Spencer Brown. Who would you take if you had the very first pick of this draft? Yeah, right now, and you could have Hutchinson. anybody you wanted. Hutchinson, yeah, Hutchinson, you take. Yeah, I'm a Michigan fan. The things I saw him do to other human beings, like I would get, I would get rid of some of the young guys that the Bills have now, and be totally happy to let him play alongside Von Miller for a yeah. year or two and learn from one of the best, and then just take over as. I mean, he's got the potential in my opinion to be like that miles garrett bosa game wrecking destroying you have to watch out for every time he's on the field type of duty like he's a strong crazy human being i don't yeah. i don't think he's the best player in the draft but i think if it's just positional to, value like yeah. sauce Gardner would be somebody i would actually have to consider if i had the very there. first pick of the yeah. draft just because i mean you're getting a potential pro bowl a corner with that first again that's kind of ridiculous shit that's never gonna happen sure. but yeah. uh you know it's always fun to think about it anyway all right thank you everyone for listening for everyone for watching make sure you give Aaron a follow on twitter at it's Aaron been a fun Quinn month 716 it's been a fun five weeks man yeah. and uh it's gonna be a fun couple days for all Blue football by. fans with the draft next week and it's gonna be good fun for you and for eric and for uh greg getting to go to vegas to uh, work or not bro you're going to vegas man. yeah we're excited so, that's going to be a fun time. Thank you, man. Appreciate you as always. I appreciate you. Yeah. And thanks. Thanks for always supporting us and everyone on the network, man. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. And I will be back with a uh, casual Friday, Joe Yurden. So make sure you check that out on 
Friday. Talk to you guys soon.